0: And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is Anson Williams, best known for portraying Patsy Weber on Happy Days. Now, Anson tells me how he got the role, how he almost missed his audition. We talked Chuck, we talked Jump the Shark, we talked Robin Williams, and we also talked the finale of Happy Days and why Anson was not in the last episode. Following Happy Days, he went on to direct and produce one of his shows was Slap Maxwell with the legendary Dabney Coleman. Following a shoot one day, Anson became drowsy behind the wheel and almost died. Anson, along with his uncle, Dr. Heimlich, the creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, came up with alert drops. Now, it's a spray you put on your tongue, and it makes you alert. I had a similar situation a few years ago and I got into a car accident, and I wish I had these alert drops. I bought them recently, and let me tell you, they do work. So, Anson talks about that as well. And we talk about one of my favorite shows, Battle of the Network Stars, which Anson took part in the revival last year. He tells me what events he participated in and which ones he won. Anson was a really nice guy. Happy days, great show. And I hope everyone enjoys this conversation with Anson. And helping me relive my youth today is Anson Williams. Anson, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, oh, great to be here. I, you know, I like to be youthful again. This is a good way of doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, talking about the past, while well, you know, <laughs> the, for the present and the future. I mean, you know, it's, you basically you're as young as you feel, right? Well, your past makes your future. So, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, there is, you know, uh, the past is always present. So, no, it's a way to, uh, you know, going back is great. If it approves the present.
0: But let's, let's talk about the present right now and what you're doing. Um, I know you're heavily involved in a product called Alert Drops. Can uh, you uh-huh. talk a little bit about the product and what it does? Well,
1: um, what it does is stops one of the major catastrophic problems in the country today. Everyone thinks it's drunk driving, medicated driving. They think it's guns. And all those are serious, very serious. But what's up there right with them, right under guns, by the way, ahead of drunk driving and medicated driving, is drowsy driving. There are more deaths, more tragedies, uh, more unnecessary damage to families than drunk driving and medicated driving combined. The National Sleep Foundation did a study in 2012, back then, more now, They have it where they found there are at least 160 million drowsy drivers a year. One out of five admitting to falling asleep at the wheel, along with being drowsy. Over one out of five accidents created $12 billion in damage, on and on and on. And what happened to me years ago, I fell asleep at the wheel coming back from a hard directing day. I was directing Slap Maxwell. I fell asleep uh, in the desert area because that's where we were filming. I I woke up almost getting a huge cactus. Uh, Thank God I didn't kill myself. But my uncle is Dr. Henry Heimlich, who created the Heimlich Maneuver, and he's an expert on sensory connection of the body. When I told him what happened to me, he explained that if I had cut up just um, lemon, and when you feel tired, bite into them, he explained how the citric acid with the sour lemon hits the lingual nerve on top of the tongue, and the automatic reflex reaction of the body is adrenaline. So, whoop, you're up, you're alert, nothing in your system. Just like going to the doctor, getting your uh, reflexes checked with a little, little rubber ma- rubber mallet for your legs, for your arms. Same thing here. Citric acid, sour lemon, causes a reflex reaction of adrenaline, instantly, uh, I- instantly alerting the body to wake up. So your own body waking the body. So uh, I did that for years and never had the problem again. And then uh, during those years, I went into the problem-solving product business. And we've, uh, we've done a lot of wonderful products, and we're researching drowsy driving, and, and we discovered everything I just talked about, how catastrophic it is. And I, I called Dr. Heimlich, and I said, Hank, what if, uh, what if we put the right amount of sour lemon citric acid in a spray drop and just sprayed the top of the trunk the tongue when you felt tired? And he, he got excited and he said, you have to do it. It's more powerful than a lemon. And it will save our lives with a maneuver. Do it. So we did. We created Alert Drops, and all natural. It's just literally citric acid. It's water. It's sour lemon, and it's a little bit of um, a little bit of um, uh, of um, things to keep it to keep it good on the shelf for a couple of years. And uh, that's it. The minute you feel tired, you spray Alert Drops on your tongue. You're instantly alerted to be awake. Nothing in your system, and it gives you the time to be alert, get off the road, and don't kill yourself.
0: Yeah, and it works much faster than, you know, caffeine, a cup of coffee, you know, those energy drinks, and it's all natural.
1: Well, first of all, energy drinks don't work. Um, that's a fallacy, and uh, they're dangerous, and what you think is working is really destructive, and it will make you more distracted than, than, than aware and that's why the tragedy goes up every year. They're actually hurting the cause. Coffee, caffeine takes 20 minutes to take effect, and you need too much to do the job. And you get all shaky, and it screws up your sleep pattern, so it becomes a, a merry-go-round of just constant exhaustion. Whereas alert jobs, it's instant alertness, nothing in your system, and nothing ruin your sleep pattern. Um, and not only is it good for drowsy driving, many, many people are using it at construction sites, Doctors, uh, lawyers, students in class, the colleges. The big problem in colleges: 68% of students have a have an exhaustion problem from studying, and they take all these horrible products to try to stay awake to study. Well, we we've been finding great success with Alert Drops in colleges. So um, you know, whether it's drowsy driving, whether it's a job where you need to be absolutely alert, whether it's uh, you know. Uh, um, uh, a student needing to be alert and not and not ruin their health studying, it's good sports in terms of getting up for a game. It's good for all that.
0: Yeah, I I experienced an accident a few years ago, and I, I wish I had that product. I, my wife, my family was was in the car, and luckily no one wow. was seriously hurt. But I also, I had a late job, and I was my daughter was young, my son was young, and Also, start dozing off just by myself in the car at night. So I wish I would have had that product back then. But luckily, it's out there now for everyone to uh, have just in case they experience some drowsy driving.
1: Absolutely. And when I I say it, and I tell this every time I do an interview, if you can't afford to buy alert jobs or whatever, I will give you the same information Dr. Heimler gave me that saved my life through the years before we put alert drops in a civilized way to, to be able to do the same thing. But either have cut up lemons in your car that, that you can bite into when you feel exhausted or jalapeno pepper. Those are the only – those two um, – those two things will affect the lingual nerve of the brain to have to have a reflex reaction of adrenaline in the body. Only, only that hot pepper and sour citrus with citric acid. Those are the only two things that will do it. So either buy Alert Drops and have it there, or please, God, cut up some lemons and keep them in the car.
0: Yeah. And it's AlertDrops.com, correct?
1: Yes, yeah. go to AlertDrops.com, and they can find out you know all about it. By the way, the science is very old. Uh, citric acid and sour lemon and all that, it's very old. Uh, you know, it, 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 MIT did studies about it years ago. All we did was we didn't create anything. We just made it very civilized for people to take. It's old science, it's been proven, it's your own body waking the body, Uh, it's natural, nothing in your system, Uh, and if you want to just go directly to buy the product, you can go to Amazon.com, and there's all sorts of different ways you can buy the product. If you want to buy it for your business, if you buy 12, uh, the product's half-priced. And there's over 80 sprays, over 80 sprays per bottle, it usually lasts at least a month.
0: Perfect, yeah, perfect, so you buy you know two or three pack that lasts you quite a while
1: yep it last you a long long time and it's very reasonable
0: yeah and the, again, the, the if price is really you buy
1: anything cut up lemons too you
0: know? yeah absolutely absolutely now 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 that we got the life saving stuff out of the way uh, let's go let's go a little way back um when did you first decide you want to get into acting
1: oh gosh it actually started in music uh, I started doing uh, all the talent nights at 18 years old around L.A., where you sang badly for free. <laughs> and and one thing led to another. I got into uh, Summerstock, and I guess it was musical theater that started the whole thing.
0: Yeah, now, was Happy Days your first role? No. I had done actually quite a few things before that.
1: Most of the concerned boyfriend. <laughs> I was a great, no, literally there'd be five pages and I'd have five
0: lines. Right. But I'd be the best, I'd be the best reactor in television. <laughs> you
1: know, they'd always cut to me nodding. You know, I did Marcus Welby, Oral Marshall Council Law, huge uh, Hallmark, uh, Hallmark Hall of Fame, big movie special back then. I did about 32 commercials. So I, I had quite a bit under my belt by the time I did Happy Day. Right.
0: And speaking of Happy Day, you almost missed your audition, right?
1: I did, because um, it was pouring rain, and this was in the 70s. No cell phones, nothing like that. My car broke down, and uh, uh, I was hours and hours late, so I did miss the audition. And once the Auto Club, hours later, was, was able to get my car running, on a hunch, I, I, I showed up, and they hadn't cast anyone yet, thank God, so I wasn't too late.
0: Right. And then you, the the first pilot you shot, it didn't sell. It was a different father. It was Howard Gould, who played Howard. And, yeah. Uh, right. And it didn't sell. So it was kind of on the shelf for a while. But thanks to American Graffiti and, ironically, Ron Howard, the uh, show kind of had a new life.
1: No, well, yes and no.
0: We had to reshoot a one, new pilot. Uh,
1: <laughs> one in the original pilot... Fonty character wasn't created, right. and uh, Don and uh, Ralphie wasn't created. And Harold Gould played uh, played Howard Cunningham. There was a different Joni. Ron, Mary, and I were the originals. Then, once American Graffiti came out and Greece on Broadway, they thought, oh, there might be a show here. Let's redo it. But let's redo it in more of a, of American Graffiti style. They thought Ron and I might be too old. So even with the sex of graffiti, we had a screen test to get the parts again. Hmm. So it wasn't just, it wasn't a slam dunk.
0: The second pilot sold, Tom Bosley. Was it sold with uh, Chuck Chuck again? The the first Chuck, second Chuck, third Chuck, right?
1: (laughs) There wasn't a Chuck in the original, but this one, they had a Chuck, and then they, you know, which is Ron's brother, and, and, and they thought, well, maybe the actor doesn't work, so one, he'll see another week, a different Chuck, same brother. And then that didn't work, then Gary Marshall figured out, there was just no place to put an older brother in the show, so one day he was gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because it, it kind of would have conflicted with with Richie's relationship with the Fonz, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah, but it's just ultimately there were so many characters. There's just it was hard to even
0: before that it was hard to fit him into a script. Right. Were you were you surprised that the Fonzie character took off the way it did?
1: Not at all. I was. I knew what happened. I mean, Henry. Henry created that character 100%. And uh, you just you just could feel it. You could just feel the the magic
0: there. Right. I mean, because all, I mean, all the merchandise, even when I was younger, I had like Fonzie, you know, bed sheets and a pillowcase and everything like that.
1: <laughs> you didn't have a Posse pillowcase? Shame
0: on you. You know what? I, my mother made me a homemade one, but it just didn't feel, have the same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
1: have bought a Fonzie one too.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, um,
1: No, it was, it was, no, and everyone, everyone, they used to ask me, are you jealous of Fonzie? I go, are you kidding me? He bought me a house.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. yeah, The show lasted 11 years, and you were one of the the few people who actually were on it from the beginning to the end, but you weren't in the finale.
1: No, I was not.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, actually, uh, the last three years, I was in the show less and less.
0: Right,
1: and that was because of a guy named Gary Nardino, who's now passed away. Had a, they were they were getting cheap. Once Donnie quit, on most like they said, oh, maybe we don't need answers. so they kept cutting me down, 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 down. And uh, with no, with you know, and at the time there was not a lot of uh, regard for what I contributed to the show. Right. So I completed my I completed my uh, um, requirements for that. I think I only was guaranteed three for that season then they asked oh will you do the finale i said yeah if you pay the price right you know yeah, which was just normal and they wouldn't so i didn't do it
0: Hmm. yeah that's it's too bad but
1: no it's business but that's that's business you know? right, of course
0: of course yeah now speaking of the show it like spun off like laverne and shirley mork and mindy obviously joey loves were you, were you on set when uh, Robin Williams was there?
1: Totally. I, was, I, I saw the whole thing. Yeah, well, what was that experience uh,
0: like? It
1: was like, I mean, you, you knew, I mean, it was a shining light on this young man. I mean, just, I, I don't know where it came from, but the, he rewrote the whole script in a day. <laughs> by improv. All the writers down there, you know, taking notes. He was, I just saw this brilliance. This, and I, I, It was just uncanny.
0: Now, were you just kind of surprised like the whole like alien like storyline with that or no?
1: Well, you know, the story is uh, Gary saw Star Wars, Star Wars with his son, Scotty. Okay. And Scotty, when they walked out of the theater, asked Gary to do a Happy Days um, Spaceman episode. Hmm. So Gary did it, I guess, in a dream, whatever. Anyway, when you, when you rehearse Happy Days, the first day is the table reading, and they read the, the script for the following week and then the script for the current week. And when you read the script for the following week, it's giving the writers a chance to rewrite. <clears throat> so we were reading the script, Mork for more. It was the worst script in the history of Happy Days. <laughs> it was unshootable. It was horrific. It was bad. <clears throat> anyway, Gary said he'd fix it. So th- so we shot the show that week. The next week, we're shooting more for more. We read the script. Just as that. And we're going, this is, I, I, whatever, it's unshootable, but we did our best. They hired a different actor for Mort. On Wednesday, this actor, who was, t- he wasn't terrible, the part was terrible, and he couldn't bring anything to it, quit. So, the end of Wednesday, we're shooting Friday night. Gary Marshall comes to the set asking us if anyone knew of Funny Alien. <laughs> And Al Molinaro knew Robin Williams from his uh, Harvey Lumpack improv class. Well, Robin got the part. Thursday morning he's there, which is only camera blocking day. We're shooting Friday night. And in one day, this young man improved the entire script, totally rewritten. By Friday night, it was one of the best scripts in the history of Happy Days. Wow. I saw this magic happen. It just It was like in an instant. Nanu, Nanu, standing on his head, all that. I saw it all happen spontaneously. And the rest is history. Yeah. Total fluke. Just total fluke.
0: Wow. Huh. I mean, because that obviously launched his career, but it was just like magic, the way he can just improv like that.
1: Yeah. It's unheard of. It's uncanny. Yeah. it came through him.
0: Yeah. Now, um, thanks to Gary Marshall, you guys had a softball team that toured around the world. Um how how much fun was that? What position did you play?
1: I played uh, first base and outfield. Right, and um, and Gary played first base too. When he, and uh, oh, was, um, Well, Gary thought if you have a if you have a baseball team, it will it will make a better relationship on the set because you always back up your team. So most of us were ex athletes, uh, pretty good athletes, and uh, so we played in every major stadium in the country. Uh, Pre games for charity. We played against the USO all over the world the Marines, the Army, the Navy, Air Force. And uh, yeah, so it was, I mean, we went all over the world, all over the United States playing
0: a, a very serious baseball team. Yeah, and Marion Ross, who I had on the show, uh, absolutely loved talking about softball. She even walked over to get her Louisville slugger that she still had in her her room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she even joked that the only time she got flowers from Gary Marshall was because of softball, not, not Happy Days.
1: <laughs> oh, no, if we won a game, that was a bigger deal. Right. I swear to God, when we auditioned for Happy Days, by the way, we had to throw a ball. He made us throw a ball in the alley, Ron and I. Right. I firmly believe if we weren't good ball players, we wouldn't have been
0: cast. Wow. <laughs> That's too funny. Now, another show that I, I was kind of obsessed with was... The original one, the Battle of the Network Stars, I think ESPN Classic still televises it. Uh, you you participated in that a few times as well.
1: You know, it's funny. I never got on that Battle of the Network Stars originally. Then last year they did a summer
0: right, yeah, season I mean, of it, and they
1: asked me, and I said, "See, never give up. Forty years, but I finally got booked."
0: Now, how much fun was that?
1: That was fun. That was fun. That was so much fun. And and I live in Malibu, California, so I could literally I could literally walk to Pepperdine, where they were shooting it. And uh, and then our uh, oh my God, our coach was amazing. Um, oh, when I she's in the uh, wrestling now, but huge, what's in a huge, huge, huge MMA star? Oh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey was our coach, and. Just fantastic! Just a wonderful human being. I was just so impressed with him.
0: So, did they like inform you beforehand what like competitions you would do?
1: No, you didn't. They, you you knew what competitions there were, but you didn't know which ones you would do till you got there.
0: So which one? Oh, that
1: was interesting.
0: Yeah, which one did you do last year?
1: Oh God, let's see. It, I, I did. I did pretty good in the relay race. Okay. I tied iron string in the basketball. I, for the first time in my life, I was on a kayak on national television. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God! I was praying. I was just praying with God not to tip over. <laughs> but actually, I was horrible. But we won the event because of Sherry Bellafoni. Right. You know, she, she. I got it back, and she was so good; she beat the crap out of them. So I looked. She made me look really good. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so we won. I mean, we won that. We won that show. That particular show. We won. I have the medal right here.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a, now. Um, are you still like actively directing?
1: Um, let's see. Right now, I stopped doing segment directing. I, you know, I did over three hundred shows. The last one regularly I did was um, Secret Life of American Teenager. Okay. And I, so anyway, I just I was hired by just to, to finish. I just ran, ran, I handed in my first draft a wonderful script called The Vital Force, which is basically about Samuel Hanuman who created um, homeopathy. Okay. And it's basically about the love story of this 35-year-old normal, normal woman normal woman, who who fell in love with him when he was 80 years old. Hmm. And they got married. It's quite a story about the history of health through those two people.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. Yep. Uh, do you sell it yet?
1: Well, the, the the production company hired me.
0: Oh, okay, great. To write
1: it, and, and then from there, they yeah, it's not a spec, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I I I, it, I, it, I think I think it'll sell. I think it will it'll get produced.
0: Oh, awesome. Look look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. When did you first like kind of get the itch to direct?
1: Um, I was I I first I was producing I was creating shows and producing, and the first one that uh, went to film was uh, Skyward with Betty Davis. Oh, okay, and Ron, Ron directed it and I executive exact- this with him, wrote the story and then I don't know I just had this feeling uh, of I, I wanted to be more involved and So I had an I had co- co-written another story called um, 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 God what was it called it's out of my head um, hmm, Whatever <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was in development. It was in development at uh, at ABC and uh, It was an actual special And uh, I was able to attach my, I had to hire myself. So uh, I hired myself. And then uh, the next script I co-wrote, called. um, it was about the uh, uh, youngest mayor in the history of the United States. He was 12 years old. And uh, it starred Jim Jill Jones. And I wrote and directed that, and then from
0: there I started, you know, directing a lot. Yeah, and so, some of the shows you directed, uh, you know, big fans of these you know, Star Trek Voyager, sea Quest, uh, Deep Space Nine, all you know, uh, Two I um, yeah.
1: I I don't mean to inter- interrupt. The first one I directed was called. Uh, the first one I directed was called. Uh, oh God, the second was called The Lone Star Kid with okay. Angel Jones.
0: Oh, the, fir- the first one was a no, no greater gift.
1: The first one was no greater gift. Okay. The second one was Lone Star Kid with James Earl Jones. I won the I won the no greater gift.
0: Right. And I have to ask you uh, one last Happy Days question. Uh, sure. <laughs> the, the whole uh, shark episode with with, with the Fonzie and the whole now jumping the shark. When you guys were yeah. filming that, did you think that it was ridiculous? No, actually, I
1: thought you know I thought it was fun. They, they're trying to they're trying to do an action. Show that w- was something Henry could do, and he could waterski. Okay. So they created a show around it, but everyone, everyone, I thought it was just kind of tongue-in-cheek fun, and ever, ever, and I jumped the shark, kind of was, kind of came out from that show. But we went on for another five years. I know, right? We we're, we were still number one in the world, right? We weren't jumping the shark by any means, as far as failing.
0: No, absolutely not. But, was...
1: but people, they kind of put down the show as ridiculous. But it's not any more ridiculous than jumping 12 garbage cans, you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. Or, or having an alien say, Nanu, Nanu, and that worked as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just fun. It's just fun entertainment. Of you know? course,
0: yeah, I, I absolutely. And you guys still get along so well, correct?
1: Totally. Very, very well. We're o- over 40 years and we're all still
0: friends. That That's awesome. That's awesome. But, Anson, thank you for a few minutes today. I really appreciate it. And everyone... If you need it, go get Alert Drops, AlertDrops.com. Thanks again, Anson.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. Bye-bye.
0: And a special thanks to Anson Williams for joining me today. The site's AlertDrops.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the TheFirstNoah19. Be sure to like the page of Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes. Check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show's on SoundCloud, it's on Podbean and Spotify. On Spotify, just search Reliving My Youth all one word. Go to tpublic.com for all your Reliving My Youth merchandise, t-shirts, onesies, I'm gonna need a few of those in a couple months, stickers, phone cases, sweatshirts. A new episode of the show comes out every Wednesday. We'll see you next week.